Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Show. Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, today what we're doing is, uh, we did this, uh, did we do this twice with Michael Bagford? I, th- I think so. We definitely we did, did Genesis. It, we did it twice. I'm not sure if they were both Michael Bagford. I think they were, though. But this is, uh, this is the tier on Patreon where you, uh, where you pick a list of songs, you pick a topic, and you send them to us, and with some uh, notes... And you, uh, you basically co-host the show from, uh, from where you live. Does that make sense? Yeah. Remote. Remote. Remote record. So tonight we have a longtime listener, and he engages on the social media big time, and he's a cool kid, yeah. and his name is uh, Aaron Kahn. So uh, Aaron has gone uh, one step further than Bagford, who yeah, apparently nor- is lazy. Normally, you just type a... Type, up. type a list. Yeah, well, he's sitting there waiting for auction, or for, uh, what are they, giveaways. Oh, yeah, he's he's he has packages coming weekly from us, so he doesn't have time to <laughs> record anything. But Aaron, Aaron recorded all of his little intros for the songs he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, the topic tonight is, uh, you already know, it's the Muppets. So uh, Kyle and I picked some stuff that we're going to be playing throughout, Mm -hmm. and you're going to hear Aaron's voice throughout. So let's start off with something that tells us, by the way, how are you doing, Kyle? I'm good. All right. Yeah. We're going to be driving cross country in uh, two days. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm not. We've we've done it. I'm not. (laughs) You did it. This will be the second time in a year that you've done it. Yeah, I just, I'm not into it. (laughs) That's what I'm going to tell you. I don't want to do it. You offered what? I know. I've done it so many times. It's ridiculous. When you moved out here, I did it. When I moved yeah. out here, I did it. Then I went back and then I came back and, and picked up more stuff and came back again. It's nuts. If you've never done it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't, we don't stop. Like we stop to like eat and go to the bathroom. We don't like, we're not like, let's stop at the Grand Canyon. No. Let's stop it. We're just like, let's drive as far as we can. Look at the biggest ball of uh, yarn. Yeah. No. And I have to uh, really watch how much fluid I take in in the car or else I'll be peeing constantly. And I don't want to do that. Should I get one of those things? Like just get a, like a fishbowl. Like Pap Pap Joe has. Oh, like a piss jug that he like sits a piss next jug. to his uh, but like, bed. But it's not like it's not like a Gatorade bottle. It's like it's like a medical one that they it, give you that he probably went to the doctor and was like, "Oh, hey, can I have one of those?" Can I have one of those? In a completely unrelated visit. Yeah, my wrist is hurting. Can I have a piss jug? I remember he took me to uh, when I was really little. I got sick at school, and he had to take me to like. You know, I had like an ear infection or something. They had to check me out. And so they were, they took my blood pressure and then he was back there with me and he goes, do you mind taking mine while you're back here? And they're like, uh, I, I guess. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, oh. And then he tried to, and then he was like, remember what they say. It is. I was like seven. 
Yeah. Like an ear infection. I just want to get home. Yeah. Watch the prices right. You don't even remember what your blood pressure is. <laughs> no, he wanted me to remember what his was. Oh, what, what his told, was. What they told him his was, yeah. <sighs> you should... I, I wish whatever you remembered was super high. And <laughs> a thousand? And then he was like, that's not what it was. Uh, God damn it. I know this is completely off topic, but one time, you know those like pressure cuff machines at the, like, the grocery store or something yes. they have? Yes. One time they had an out of order one, a sign on it. And, okay. And he put his arm and he hit the button. I said, that says out of order. He goes, oh, they put that on there so people aren't using it all, all day. Really? So, so is that why they put an out of order sign on it? So, so it starts inflating. Yeah, and it becomes very apparent very quickly that the reason it's out of order is because it won't stop inflating. Oh, that's great! So, you know how that hurts. So his arms in there, and he's going, ah, ah, and it's like a it's like a bench thing, so he can't like move it out. And it's his fault. It's yeah, his and fucking he's like fault. he's like ah, and then eventually he gets to the point where it can't fill up anymore, and then just goes like. Psh! Oh my god. So it doesn't read anything. <laughs> and he goes, boy, he goes, I guess it was broken. Wow. <laughs> Should have put his head in it. <laughs> All right. Aaron Khan is here. Not really. He's here in spirit. In spirit and audio. And the, the first magic. track we're gonna hear that Aaron recorded is he's gonna tell us what brought him to the Rock Solid show. Before I get started, I thought I'd talk about how I came to know about Rock Solid. It seems that on average, most people learn of the show because a musician was interviewed on the show. But that wasn't the case for me. For me, it was Survivor contestant David Wright that led me to Rock Solid. David was on Rock Solid in 2017, and he was on season 33 of Survivor, Millennials vs. Gen X. I've been watching Survivor since the night the fourth season aired, which would be Survivor Marquesas. And since then, I've been a loyal viewer, watching every year, every season. At the time I'm recording this, there have been a little over 500 Survivor contestants, and a couple of them I've related to in some way or another. But with David, his story really uh, connected with me, and I could relate with it, given that he struggled with anxiety and was very open about it. After the season ended, I got to get in touch with David. He was very kind. Sooner or later, I saw that uh, David had done two podcasts, one of them being Rock Solid. Yes. And listening to the podcast, I was looking down the whole list of episodes and thinking, is this something I could listen to it from now on. Yeah, Since the episode right. with David, I've been listening to every Rock Solid episode. And sooner or later, after a couple of weeks or months of listening to Rock Solid, I came to volunteer for uh, Pop Culture Bees. And uh, Pat, you've helped me out in getting in touch with the record labels and if there's a new thing out that I want to review. Uh, one of those things being a John Lennon DVD, which I reviewed uh, last October. And the review that I wrote uh, ended up being retweeted by Johnny Oko's Twitter accounts, which was uh, very, very cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And um, now I got to, I got to be honest. All from us. So you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Now I got to be honest. I didn't listen to all your intros, Aaron. So like, I didn't know you were going to say like some nice positive words about me. So I appreciate it. Well, the rest are negative. I did listen to them. They're all, is it really bad? Yeah. He calls you some names that. God damn. Are you kidding? Yeah. Maybe the kids shouldn't even listen to this. All right. I've sworn like 20 times already. Uh, And Aaron did say that a lot of people come to the show because they, they Google and they find, uh, you know, they, they just get, like a lot of people Googled Elliot Easton. And then I don't think Elliot Easton's ever done a two-hour interview before, but he did on our show. So people find mm-hmm. that, a lot of people found it by that. But when he, when he mentions guests, he, mentioned, he's, he means people such as Nancy Wilson, Sean Cassidy, Sammy Hagar, John Waite, Terry Nunn, Elliot Easton, Martha Quinn, The Zombie, Stuart Copeland, Fee Wable, Kenny Aronoff, The Bangles, uh, Greg Kinn, Inara George, Dweezil Zappa, Jack Russell, uh, Burton and Prescott from The Knack. 
Marshall Crenshaw, Bobby Brown, Stephen Piercy, Melissa Etheridge, Richie Zito, Kathy Valentine, Kim Shattuck, Lisa Loeb, Bruce Kulick, Jesse Mallon, Tony Brock, uh, Pamela DeBar, Stephen Bishop, Ricky Warwick, Lita Ford, Weird Al Yankovic, Michael DeBar, Steve Lukather, Wang Chung, Rudy Sarzo, Wendy Dio, and many, many more. Are you channeling Eugene Levy's character from a, from a Mighty Wind? Kind of. <laughs> oh, Mandy Moore. <laughs> Those, I think that's all the guests. You and know, David Wright. And David Wright, of course. He's not a musical guest. Uh, he plays the coconuts or whatever. Is he back on Survivor? He's this back season? on Survivor. Wow. They brought him back. Let me tell you something. If, if I was on Survivor and, and, and a returning player comes back on... That guy's gone first. Yeah. I don't even make, I don't even try to hide the fact. I just look at the guy and go, you know, you had a shot already. So, so, so by gone first, do you mean you vote him out or you take your puzzle pieces and try and kill him with it? You keep, what you do is you keep the, you have to keep him for at least three days because there's not, uh, there's not a tribal council mm-hmm. for so three days. So you try days. and injure them. So you, them you, you use their expertise. They've been there already. They know how to build a shelter. They know how to do some mm-hmm. things. Say you learn as much as you can from them in the three days, and then they're gone. You vote them out. There shouldn't even be a discussion about it. You know what I mean? Like after the third day. Why does that guy get a second chance? Yeah, why does he get a second chance? <laughs> There's a guy that was on the show, Boston Rob. Mm-hmm. He was on three times. He was right? on four times, I think, and, and he finally he, won. He married a winner, and then he yeah. won. Yeah, he married a, a girl named Amber. I'm so dumb, I can't say my wife's name. Amber. Amber. But, uh, and he, he uh, people often tout him as one of the best survivors. No, he's not. It took him four times to win. There's a woman that won, had, had been on twice and won both times. She's the best. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. Let's hear, uh, Aaron uh, has a little soundbite about uh, what he does for employment. Here we go. As far as a job, I work at Goodwill in Belmar, New Jersey, in their e-commerce department. And what I do there is I list uh, fashion items that go up for auction or for sale. But uh, once that's all out of the way, usually every Friday I get to list a couple of vinyl records. Now, I don't know if he does the, the fashion stuff anymore. I think he, and I'm sorry, Aaron, if I get this wrong, but I think he does just the uh, the music stuff now. I'm pretty sure he does. I, I saw... Which makes sense, because he's like kind of an expert. I saw that he posted... This has nothing to do with music, but I suddenly posted that he found like a map or something that someone had like, I don't know if it was behind a picture Mm -hmm. or uh, like just in a frame and like he looked it up and it was like some crazy rare, like old, and they like, I think they sent it to a museum or something or someone, maybe someone. And then Nicolas Cage stole it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Squirted lemon juice all over it. Yep. Figured it out. Mm -hmm. What's that movie called? National Treasure. I couldn't pull it. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say it without me getting it out of you. What if I just add it to him? Like, and then Nicolas Cage, national treasure. <laughs> and uh, then Nicolas Cage took Aaron's face off. <laughs> What's that movie called? Uh, face Off. Mm. No, The Wicker Man. That's <laughs> The Wicker Man. You still haven't seen no. it? No. Oh, you got to. Watch it with Casey, your brother. Okay, now uh, I'm going to interject here because Kyle and I are going to play some songs too that we picked that are Muppets related. And uh, I thought this one would go well after Aaron saying he worked at Goodwill. Because the reason that people shop at Goodwill is because, well, they love trash. You got to start the song. Well, it is started. There you go. Hey, you want to talk some trash? Wow. Yeah. No, I love trash. 
or Joe Perry. <laughs> I don't hate this version. It's better than anything on his solo album. It's one of the best Aerosmith songs. <laughs> it might be one of the best Aerosmith songs in the last 15 or 20 years. It's not even Aerosmith. It's just him. Okay, next up, Aaron's going to tell us, uh, he's going to intro the topic, and then he's going to tell us a little bit about Sesame Street. Settle in, people. Promoting the 2011 Muppets movie, actor Jason Siegel was interviewed by Rolling Stone movie critic Peter Travers. When Travers asked Siegel why he decided to make this movie, Siegel answered by saying that he loved the Muppets, citing that they're a kid's introduction to comedy. I couldn't agree more. Growing up, the Muppets were always there, whether it be through Sesame Street or The Muppet Show, they were always there. Looking back, I think the Muppets helped shape my tastes in comedy and music. Speaking of which, the Muppets have been able to churn out some great music over the years. When you look at all the music released, you'll see that there's a wonderfully diverse songbook of tunes from both. What inspired me to pick the Muppets as a topic was from listening to Rock Solid for the last two years or so. It seems that in every other two or three episodes, Pat and company fall back on the Muppets. It's true. Whether it's Murray talking about showing his son the Muppet movie, oh, or Murray. Kyle remarking that the Rolling Stones' Neighbors sounds like a song that the Monsters from Sesame Street <laughs> would sing, you guys almost all always go back to the Muppets. With that in mind, I became curious to see how an all-Muppet episode would play out. So with that and my lifelong love for the Muppets, that's why I picked this topic. Neighbors, Sesame Street has had a huge catalog of songs. With these songs, most of them were written by composer Joe Raposo. Raposo would end up writing dozens of songs for the show, up until his death in 1989. Picking just a couple of songs from Sesame Street is not an easy task. Looking at all the songs that have been written for the show, Sesame Street could have its own rock-solid show. However, I've been able to narrow it down to the ones that have stuck with me the longest and or have a story attached to them. All right, so uh, so that's why Aaron wants to uh, wanted to do The Muppets. And uh, I can't agree more. We do talk about The Muppets a lot. Yeah, that cereal, the well is very deep. It is. And I forget, <laughs> yeah, Muppets are cereal or cartoon theme songs. There's a, there is a Muppet cereal. There's a Muppet, what's it called? Muppetos? No. <laughs> Oh, please let it be Muppetos. No, it's a... Grouchios. No, it's a it's a Swedish chef cereal. It's called cr- cr- Crunchy Stars. Crunchy Stars? Yeah, C-R-O-O-N-C-H-Y and then stars. But you can't still get that, though. No, it was only available for like two or three years. What flavor was it? No, it, it just looked like... It almost looked like... Um, like star shaped of the what the Lucky Charm cereal is. It's too inside with the crunchy. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's not. No one's gonna. I forgot that you said that uh, the Rolling Stones song "Neighbor" I sounds like too. a Muppet song. Aaron remembers all this. He writes it down, or he he has a he, steel I, trap. I think he uh, I think he takes that uh, Prevagen. What's that? <laughs> that's the that's the vitamin for your brain. Is that what uh, <laughs> I can't even think. Ray Liotta takes? <laughs> um, no, he takes because he's an actor. He takes father, ex smoker. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors, I hope, neighbors. I hope that says it on his business card. Oh, it's hysterical. I, uh, Ray Leo, I don't know about that guy. All right, here he's we good go. In one movie, uh, B movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's hear the intro to uh, the first song Aaron's chosen. And then we're going to go right into that song also. So here we go. Okay. Rubber Ducky is one of the first songs written for the show. While everyone should be familiar with the original song by Ernie, I've picked Little Richard's cover from the 1990s. 
It's fun to hear rock and roll legends take on this classic song. I also love Little Richard's intro to the song, which makes me smile every time I hear it. Well, here I am in my tub again. <laughs> and my tub is all filled with water and nice fluffy sunshine. <laughs> and I've got my soap. I hope he's not here. naked with and the And I Muppets. got my washcloth. <laughs> And I got my scrub brush on. The scrub, the scrub. And I've got my big, big fluffy tower to drop me off when I'm done. And I've got my pen. And there's one other thing that makes tubby time the very best time of the whole day. Do you see tubby time? And you know what that is? A very special friend of mine. My very favorite little man. The band just starts playing. They're done with it. It's exactly the way Michael Jackson lured kids into Neverland. Bubba Ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Bubba Ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. Bubba Ducky, joy of joys. When I squeeze you, you make noise. Bubba Ducky, you're my very best friend. It's true. Tubby. That was great. Yeah, that was I've great. never heard that, and if I did, I forgot about it. Also, now, the nickname for my penis is my rubber ducky. <laughs> little, it's not a little Richard. <laughs> no, that's yours. Oh, okay. Uh, he's eight hundred years old, right? Yeah, he's still alive, right? Yeah, he's like eighty-six. But he—he's like Kiss. He wears the makeup, and then you can't tell <laughs> that he's old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, Little Richard came before Elvis, and Elvis uh, stole his licks, right? Is that mm-hmm. what happened? Mm-hmm. That's how I that's how I spin it. Well, little Richard was in the in the tub while Elvis died on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> how funny would that be if little Richard killed Elvis while he was in the, he was in the tub with his ducky, just like you said? Uh, I'm just repeating the joke you said, mm-hmm. and it's not funny now, but uh, that'd be funny. Since you brought up Elvis, can you play track ten? Can you move that up? This is one of my favorite uh, newer things that has been on Sesame Street. I love this so much. Mm-hmm. It's the other Elvis. The Elvis I like. Oh, I want to count you ten now. But it's something I can do. Because I don't have all the numbers. No, I'm monster winning hit my red too. And when I heard him shout cowabunga. That's when I knew that my kind of was through And I can count anyhow And now the monster went and ate my red tooth He was watching while I counted to one I was smiling because counting so much fun But he took my two and then he ate it for his lunch Now my counting's over before it's begun I think Elmo sings here Oh, I'm feeling so sad now Cause my number got you That's too bad There are tears in my eyes Mr. Elvis Hossad Now I'm crying <laughs> okay. Mr. Elvis was sad I like that mm-hmm. I do like Elmo Yeah Elmo's great He's dressed up in, as Elvis Costello in that, right? Yes, he, he has, is. Like, the glasses he has glasses and a hat. And a hat. It's I think great. he has like a suit coat on too Yeah, the first, time I, the first time I saw it I must have watched it like three or four times Because it's so funny 
I feel like we can play a lot of some of these YouTube clips because you can't buy these songs. They're going to send Sam Eagle out to get us. <laughs> I'm a legal eagle. What's that, uh, was a pr- that was a pretty okay Sam Eagle. If I'm that wasn't too bad. Yeah. All the, all the, all the Muppet voices, like a lot of the Muppet voices are a variation of how Frank Oz orders his lunch. Because doesn't he voice a lot of them? Yeah. Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Went on to direct some good movies. Yeah. Uh, and not just Muppet movies. Not just Muppet movies. What's Blues uh, Brothers? Oh, no, he's just in that. He's, he's the just warden. in that. He, he directed um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I think. Mm. What's the next song Aaron's going to tell us about? All right. Mark Saltzman. A New Way to Walk is a fun R&B-inspired tune that first aired on Sesame Street in 1985. The music sequence is presented as an MTV-styled music video coming from the Oinker Sisters. It's a catchy song and would later be re-recorded by Destiny's Child in the 2000s. Between the two versions at the originals much much better and uh it's a very catchy song one of my all-time favorite songs from uh, sesame street he likes the oinker sisters better than destiny's child well he just said this song he did no i think he likes him better walk walk come on kyle walk walk Think we'll get any negative reviews that'll say I thought the Muppets were going to be on this episode. Probably. I was listening with my children, and then the, the host said boner. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Muppet. <laughs> boner, he just pops right out when you least expect him. How funny would that be? How f- what was that movie that just came out that uh, that uh, oh, Brian Henson directed? Oh, the Happy Time Murders. God damn it! What a waste of time. I didn't see it. Neither did I. <laughs> it or, looked, or it looked like it. A, it looked like it looked like something that could be great, but you knew that it wasn't going. to It be. looked like a horrible version of a movie that was made thirty years previous called Meet the Feebles. Oh. by uh, Peter Jackson. Have you seen Meet the Feebles? Yeah, it's great. Why doesn't he sue? He doesn't care. He's, he, at, he's got that Lord of the Rings money. He doesn't care. That puppet's shooting his yarn load for twenty <laughs> minutes. Ha ha. And that seems like a scene that should shouldn't be in the trailer. Yes, because I've heard, I've heard seems, multiple people say that that's the funniest scene in the movie, and it's ruined in the trailer. Because that scene that would have people rolling in the aisles if they didn't know mm-hmm. it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um. Oh, you have a you have a song. I do. Are you sure? I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's oh, it's Aaron. Sorry. Okay, he's it's an Aaron intro. Looking. An Aaron intro. Performed by Grover, Monster in the Mirror is a song that I've come to appreciate more and more as an adult. Musically, the song sounds like something Phil Spector could have produced in the 1960s. It's one of my all-time favorite songs from Sesame Street. He held Grover at gunpoint to get the... <laughs> this song's about Michael Jackson, Monster in the Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Monster in the mirror when I woke up today. 
same monster in my mirror, but I did not run away. I did not shed a tear or hide beneath my bed. Though the monster looked at me and this is what he said. He said, wubba, 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 woo, woo, woo. Wubba, 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 and a doodly-doo. He sang wubba, 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 so I sang it too. Do not wubba me or I will wubba you. I would, I would actually love to hear the Ramones sing that. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> um, how drunk is Grover that he doesn't know how a mirror works? You know he's drunk too. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's hear a classic, uh, a classic song from Sesame Street. This is, uh, this is a parody. Let me tell you something. This is a parody of one of, one of my songs. I actually had to take, a, I had to actually take the Hanson Corporation to court, and I, and I won. They can't. They can't steal my Hanson. No Hanson. Oh Jim, Hanson. Jim, not Hanson. <laughs> He's been no, the, they, the brothers. No, no. They sing Umba. That's great. I love that song. Now uh, Jim Hanson he stole stole from me, so I couldn't. Uh, well, here it is. Born to add. Look at that riff. That's exactly like my song. It's exactly like all my songs. See, it's a parody. I sued him. That's before you could do parody and satire. It's not even a good parody. But kids like no. you and me. It sounds like meatloaf. We were born to add. Yes, girl, we were. All right. You, you know the song Manor? I thought Manor, that was going to be better. You know, you know the song Manor Muppet? When, yeah. Uh, when, uh, oh, we'll be hearing you later. Uh, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Alert. Uh, Meatloaf is like the human version of Sweetums. <laughs> Except Sweetums is a better live performer. <laughs> and in the studio, if you've heard uh, Braver Than We Are. By All Sweetums? Right. By Sweetums. What's next? What do we got next? Uh, this is... Oh, Bruce will like this. I think this has to do with counting. I love it. Originally made in the 1970s, this song is notable as it features the Pointer Sisters singing. Along with the animated pinball sequence, it's a Sesame Street classic. Now, uh, I have a funny story regarding uh, the pinball number uh, sequence cartoon and song. Uh, in my senior year of college, I was taking a class called Philosophy and Pop Culture, and each week we'd watch an episode of TV that matched up with what we were learning. And uh, one week we were watching an episode of Family Guy, and it was the episode where Peter starts his own religion devoted to the Fonz from Happy Days. <laughs> At one point in the episode, uh, Stewie ends up in a bubble after his grandfather tries to baptize him in tainted water. And uh, in a cutaway <laughs> gag, uh, Stewie acts as the pinball while he's in the bubble in a parody of the sequence. Now, while this was being shown in the projector, the professor asked the class if anybody knew the reference. I was the only one with their hand raised. Now, keep in mind, this is a room full of college students. It is possible that a couple of them probably didn't want to raise their hands. Pussies. But it's pretty bad when a room full of college students miss a Sesame Street reference. Twelve. Eleven, twelve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
Oh, I like this part. I gotta be honest with you, that sounds like an amazing class that, um... Yeah, I never had that class. No, I didn't have that class I either. Took, I, I took a dinosaur class, because my friend and I were like, oh, we need a science credit, we'll take this dinosaur class, it'll be great. The professor walks in, and he looked like Dr. John Hammond, like, almost exactly, I'm like, this is gonna be great, and it was super hard. What'd you get in it? Probably, like, a B minus. Wow. Why was it so hard? I don't know. I was like, I'm not, this is an elective. Ease up. I'm not a paleontologist. If you didn't know the answer, did you just write Barney? <laughs> I wrote Barney, or I just drew a, drew a mosquito in amber. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Uh, the animation on that la- on the pinball thing is really cool. It is really cool. If, if no one's seen it. Let's hear what Aaron has to say. Since the show's debut in 1969, Bert and Ernie have made for some of Sesame Street's funniest moments. 69, Bert and Ernie. When it comes to Muppet pairs, almost all the ones between characters puppeteered by Jim Henson and Frank Oz are the ones that stick out the most. This is due to the fact that they are, more or less, a reflection of the friendship between Jim and Frank. Of the Muppet duos, the bond between Bert and Ernie probably comes the closest to showing Jim and Frank's working relationship. With that in mind, this makes the song and skit even funnier. Hey. Oh, wait, this is it skipped one. What happened? Oh, oh, hi. The Burton Ernie one's not playing. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, hi. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's wrong, but uh Dance Myself to Sleep will not play. Go, um All right. Well, look. Sometimes there's technical difficulties, Aaron. We're sorry, but that song won't play. I don't know why, but it won't. You are you gonna you, say, you know, you can even check the music folder at the top. I'm going to see if, yeah, it won't even, it, you know, it won't even play the preview from the store. Hmm. wonder what's up. I didn't get a refund. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to the list then. Let's go back and see. Sorry, Aaron. I don't even know how that song goes. I couldn't even sing it if I wanted to. Um, All right. This next thing is really cool. I have never seen this before. And if you know the Goo Goo Dolls song Slide... This is excellent. You're going to like this, Kyle. Oh, oh hi, Goo Dolls. Hey, Elmo. How's it going? <laughs> okay, pause oh, it for a second. So Elmo walks up, and I was worried because the Goo Goo Dolls are there, and it's Johnny Resnick and the drummer, and then an ogre, and I thought that he was going to be scared well, by they, the bass they player. They used to be around monsters. Well, oh, okay, so he just th- he might have just thought that that yeah. was, maybe he thought that was Sweetums. He actually said to that guy, he said, who are your ugly friends? <laughs> Hi, Johnny Resnick, an ugly guy. <laughs> okay, here we go. Two. Oh, oh, Elmo's been a very busy little monster. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Elmo whisper in my ear. I really want to hear the things you did today that satisfied you. Elmo reached the highest show. He got dressed by himself. And Elmo wants to say he's filled with pride, yeah. When you've done the best you could <laughs> And you feel really, really, really good yeah. You're feeling that pride Feeling that pride <laughs> Yeah You gotta feel that pride Let's hear another verse, I like this I wanna hear it, I wanna see what else Elmo does To feel proud you helped your mother bake the pie. You fell and didn't cry. <laughs> you made your bed and said your ABCs. 
best you could. I love this song. Yeah, it's great. You feel really, really good. This is my favorite Googie Doe song. Please don't Google uh, Goo Goo Dolls Ugly Bass Player, Kyra. Your, your face will turn to stone. All right, that's good. That's great. Why aren't these, like this Elvis Costello and, and a song like this, why aren't these on an, on an album? Probably because the record label won't let them. Oh, it's, they're so fun. I love that. Wouldn't you feel like an asshole if you weren't invited to be on Sesame Street? You'd be like, oh, well, I'm just a, I'm an asshole. Yeah, because they're coming up. There are two assholes that have been on Sesame Street, and you 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 can decide who they are. But uh, right now, let's hear a little bit about. I think this. I think everyone knows about this song. This is a uh, Manamana. Used in Sesame Street, Manamana has become a Muppets classic. See? What's even more interesting about this song is uh, the backstory to it and where it originates from. Uh, the song was originally composed by a guy by the name of uh, Piero Umilani. And originally appeared in a movie called Sweden, Heaven and Hell, which was an Italian exploitation documentary about sexuality in Sweden. What? Which you would never expect for the coming yeah. from the Muppets. Because you would associate the Muppets with family entertainment. And, you know, Menomina has this fairly uh, kinky uh, backstory. While the song was already a hit, Jim Henson and the Muppets made the song even more popular by using it in Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, and various talk show appearances Jim made over the years. Coming up, could you scroll so I can see the whole list from where I'm sitting? Yeah, there you go. Uh, one of my favorite, I think the first James Taylor uh, song I really ever heard on the radio, and then I remember buying the, the 45 and then buying the album, and I still love it to this day, is uh, James Taylor's song, Your Smiling Face. And James Taylor was on uh, Sesame Street once, and he was singing to Oscar the Grouch. Or himself. <laughs> A nice, peaceful day, all by myself on the roof. Whenever I see your smiling face, I have to smile myself because I love you. Oh, he's ruining Oscar's day. Ruining Murray's day, too. He hates James Taylor. Oh, whenever I see your grouchy face, it makes me want to smile Maybe he's singing the Carly Simon. <laughs> he was Carly Simon singing about him. <laughs> uh, so I think next we're going to hear like these two 
clips in a row and then right into the song. So take it away, Aaron. While the Muppet Show was still going, Jim Henson decided to make a theatrical motion picture featuring the Muppets. The first of them, The Muppet Movie, remains my personal favorite of the eight theatrical releases from The Muppets. Jam-packed with jokes and celebrity cameos, it still holds up 40 years after its release. The movie's soundtrack was written by Paul Williams and Kenny Asher, both of whom had contributed to the soundtrack for the 1976 remake of A Star is Born. Williams wasn't a stranger to the Muppets, having appeared as a guest in the first season of The Muppet Show. Performed by Dr. Teeth in The Electric Mayhem, Can You Picture That is a great song from the first Muppet movie. I like how Jim Henson had the chance to create a house band for The Muppets on The Muppet Show, creating a Muppet rock band in the process. I've always liked this song, and I've liked this part of the movie where The Electric Mayhem give Kermit and Fozzie's Studebaker a psychedelic paint job. Animal. Everybody's lover, everybody's brother. I wanna be a lifetime friend. Crazy as a rocket, nothing in my pocket. I keep it at the rainbow's end. I never think of money, I think of milk and honey. Grinning like a Cheshire cat. I focus on the pleasure, something I can treasure. Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Wanted to hear Floyd sing. Oh, he, that's good. He never really sings. He's a good vocalist. Rock and Peace Janice, oh. part of the 27th, 27 Club. Really? Janice Muppet, or whatever her name is. Black Tar Heroin? Yeah. Um, Main line in it. Oh, right through her puppet hole. <laughs> Speaking of her puppet hole, I heard that Janice was into fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, doesn't she? Doesn't she? Was like, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's yeah, all she says. yeah. Your whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's another one of my picks. This is uh, I, I'm not even going to introduce it. I'm just going to let you know that I love it, and it should be on that album with the Goo Goo Dolls and the other shit. <laughs> this one goes out to April. <laughs> it's Muppetsy. <laughs> April Richardson. There's a puppet that looks like Kate Pearson from the B-52. It's great. That they're feeling fine. I like these because the, the rock stars really get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they... They do it like it's a, you know, they record it as though it's, it's a real the deal. Song the real from, deal on their album, you know, and they look like they're having fun. Even uh, James Taylor. <laughs> right. Uh, the next song that Aaron's going to play, we're going to start at the beginning. Then we're going to jump to 427. But let's hear him do uh, do the intro for uh, Magic Store. 
slash finale. Last song I picked from the Muppet movie is uh, Magic Store uh, slash finale. It's the last song in the Muppet movie, and it's a song that brings the movie full circle in a way. And with the Muppet movie, it's a very clever movie. I mean, what the movie's about is how Kermit got to meet all of his friends and become famous. But it surprises me how long it took me to figure this out, but uh, it's Jim Henson's way of saying, this is how I made it. For example, when Kermit meets Fozzie, that's symbolic of how Jim Henson met Frank Oz. Even during uh, Moving Right Along, in mid-song, when Kermit and Fozzie are on the road, they find Big Bird, and when they ask him if he wants a lift, Big Bird says, no, I'm on my way to try to break into public television. As Jim and Frank were moving, Sesame Street was happening, so there's all sorts of little things like that in the movie. And I think uh, this song here, Magic Store, uh, the last verse of the song perfectly summarizes what the Muppet movie was all about. So we're going to hear the end or well, you... No, hear a little bit of the beginning, then we'll jump to 427. Okay. It starts when we're kids. Kermit the Frog. I show off at school. That's really good. Thank you. Making faces at friends. You're a clown and a fool Doing pratfalls and birdfalls and bad imitations Ignoring your homework is that dedication You work to the mirror You're getting standing ovations You're burning with hope All right, let's jump to a 427 and play it to the end, I guess. Life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep believing, keep pretending, we've done just what we've set out to do, thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you. Very nice. I I don't remember that. I haven't seen the Muppet movie in years. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't watched it in a long time. Aaron, you go deep on your knowledge of the Muppets. Holy C R A P. Or if it was the Muppet Show, it'd be holy carp. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear what happens when Mister Adam Sandler stops by Sesame Street. Why on? <laughs> you don't know which one's Elmo or Sandler. Guess what? Guess what? Um, Elmo's friend, Mr. Adam Sandler, is making up a song. Sure, they hang oh, out. Mr. Adam Sandler? Mm-hmm. Y- are you making up a song right That's now? That's right. Oh, what, what, what's Mr. Adam Sandler's song about? It's about you, Elmo. Oh. Elmo? Mm-hmm. Mr. Adam Sandler's making up a song about Elmo? Yes. Well, can Elmo hear it? I want to play it for you. I just got to come up with something that rhymes with Elmo. Oh, Elmo. Go ahead. Do your thing. Petunia. No. Nope. Nope. No. Okay, uh, sesquipedalia. No! No. 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 Hmm. Elmo can't think of a word that rhymes with Elmo either. Lame Elmo. Trouble, Elmo. Oh. Guess Mr. Adam Sandler can't make up a song about Elmo. Whoa, 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 whoa! Go Adam to Sandler Elmo. You can't? This is a song about Elmo. Uh-huh. Who likes to play and yell mo. When he rides his tricycle, yeah. he always rings his bell mo. Bring, bring. <laughs> At night he takes a bubble bath. That's right. Just so he won't. Meow, meow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not about a penguin with the rose in his lapel. He takes that bubble bath with little Richard. song about a shrimp. Michael Jackson style. his barbell. It's not a song about a banana who slipped on himself and fell more. It's not about a parrot talking on his cell phone. Can you hear me now? Chris Farley was a fatso. Um, I came across that today. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What are we going to talk about now? Great, mu- great Muppet caper? Mm-hmm. I can't talk. Great Muppet caper? So they steal the Muppets? I think, <laughs> I think that's going to go right into Hey, a movie, and then right into the song. So let's hear all of it. Next up is The Great Muppet Caper, released in 1981. Uh, some fans call this their favorite Muppet movie. Hmm. I still think the Muppet movie's better, but this is a really great movie. Really funny. Plenty of fourth wall breaking jokes. Composing the music for this movie was Joe Raposo, who was already known for his work on Sesame Street. Okay, the first thing I picked is Hey, a Movie. And as the first song in The Great Muppet Caper, this serves as the perfect introduction to the movie. It tells the audience what they're in for and that anything can happen in a movie. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me! There'll be heroes bold, there'll be comedy, and a lot of fuss that ends for us real happily. Kyle, what is your favorite Muppet movie? Um, I don't know if I've seen all of them. I lo- I really like a Muppet Christmas Carol. I like a Muppet Christmas Carol I too. That like I, that's the one I've watched the most. Yeah. I definitely watch that every year because there's a reason to watch yeah. it every year because it's Christmas. So you I watch it. I like the 2011 The Muppets a lot. Yeah, that was good too. And then they dropped the ball severely. Oh, Muppets Most Wanted is fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man, turn it up. Fuck. I, when I when when I walked out of that, <laughs> there was like a little. There were like two kids and a grandmother and. So the kid goes, Grandma, did you like it? And she goes, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what Nana Lucy would say. You're supposed to tell kids. She goes, goes, no, not at all. (laughs) You're supposed to say, yeah, yes, honey. It was, it was just fun seeing it with you. That's what you say. Oh my God. What I like Muppet Christmas Carol too. My favorite line is. When at the end, the narr- who's narrating it? Gonzo? Mm-hmm. When Gonzo says, and Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> <laughs> I like a... And Michael Caine, he plays it like he's playing <laughs> with real people. He's acting yeah. against real people instead of puppets. It's amazing. He, yeah, he's great. He's he's better He's better than a lot of people that play Ebenezer Scrooge in with other yes, people. Yes, with other real live-action George people. George C. Scott, like, oh, oh I'm scared, it's Marley. Come in and know me better, man. What, uh, what's next? I think I have a song there. I think this is a... There's it seems a, like there are more than eight, but yeah, there are only eight. Yeah, there's what, how many? Four good ones? <laughs> it's kind of like the Star Trek movies, isn't it? Like where every, almost every other one's good? Yeah, probably. Name them for me. So, uh, there's the Muppet movie? Yes, 
Great Muppet Caper. Yep. The Muppet Steak Manhattan. I think it's good. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Great. That was a big break in between there. Muppet Treasure Island. I think it's okay. I, I saw that at the theater, but I don't remember it that much. Muppets from Space I know I've never seen. No, I never saw it either. Um, the Mupp- I never liked I never liked that that sketch in the Muppet Show with the pigs in space. No, and I don't like Miss Piggy. I don't either. I do not like Miss Piggy. She's fucking annoying. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, I hate Miss Piggy. Does anyone like Miss Piggy? Because I don't like her. Uh, what, what sketch does Kermit call her the C word? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'd like Adam Sandler to sing a song about that. What's the other? What are the other? Uh, ones? Then the Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, Muppets Most Wanted is and uh, Jason Siegel had nothing to do with that one, right? No, yeah. same director though. I know, but it's about the script. And then Stoller and Bobbin, Stoller and Siegel wrote the first mm-hmm. one, and then Stoller and Bobbin wrote the second. Well, then one. Bobbin fucked it up. Well, Bobbin was the director. Yeah, he can't do both. He's only yeah. can only direct. Siegel, come on, man. That's good though. I bet Jason. I bet kind of Jason Siegel was happy it wasn't great because he's like, yeah. yeah man, I know and what Tina Fey's not good in it. Ricky Gervais is not good in it. And neither is uh, what's his name from uh, Modern Family. Oh yeah, Ty Burrell's horrible. It's terrible. In it. But they're all good in, when they do other things. Yeah, it's just a bad movie because they're all trying to be Russian. Yeah, and there's uh, like a fake Kermit. So dumb. And I heard, I heard Tina Fey and Miss Piggy did not get along because no. Miss Piggy is a bitch. <laughs> no one likes her. All right, what a, I got to, there was a there was a singer who had a song called "You're Beautiful." Mm-hmm. His name was James Blunt, and he was on Sesame Street. Let's see what he did when he was on there. I share a birthday with him. I share a birthday with Kanye West. Mm, congratulations, James! Wait. James! As soon as I heard you needed me, I dropped everything. Who's that? Well, maybe Telly. Almost everything. So, well, what's the problem? I'm here for you, buddy. Telly, I've lost something very special yep. to me, and I think you're the only one who'll understand. Telly? Oh, no! What did you lose? Well... My virginity. I can't really talk about it, but I can sing about it. Oh. My virginity. <laughs> Snuffle- to, to Telly. Snuffleupagus put his trunk up my A. <laughs> this guy's in the British military. I know he was. It's crazy, right? I think this song has the one of his songs has the F word in it's it. It's this one. Oh, okay, so fucking beautiful. What if he? What My if he, shape was brilliant. I hope he uses the F word in this version. This shape was brilliant. This shape was pure. I like it so far. I saw three angles. <laughs> of that I'm sure. <laughs> I saw three pointy corners And then I saw three straight sides The top was very narrow And the base was oh so wide Wait, that sounds like... A triangle (laughs) My triangle Oh, triangle, it's true Telly's a triangle hound I saw your shape In a crowded place now I don't know what to do. All right, I love that. Cause you're gonna I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Telly was originally like the cookie monster of television. 
Like he like just only wanted to watch television. television? Oh. And then they changed it because they were like, oh, we're a television show, so we probably shouldn't say that people shouldn't watch television. Pilar's mom, Sidel, rock and peace, Sidel. Love telly. No. <laughs> hated Cookie Monster because he spoke grammatically incorrect. Me want cookie and all that. She hated it. Hated Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster is one of my favorite. Well, that's because you don't know how to talk. <laughs> Me want Cookie Monster. Me like Cookie Monster. All right, what's next? Uh, Something called Nightlife. Aaron, tell us. I don't even know what it is. Tell us, Aaron. He's like, send them up. It's uh, Nightlife. They go out and uh, and they 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 bang around. They uh, they snort the, they snort coke off Janice's uh, puppet hole. <laughs> While not as fun as Can You Picture That, the Electric Mayhem song in the second movie is still good. Listening to Jim Henson sing as Dr. Teeth, it makes you wonder how he was able to sing in that gruff voice for so long. Give me my good friends and play me my music, yeah, give me my nightlife. Talk me that guitar and me that boogie, yeah, give me my nightlife. I wonder who Dr. Teeth was supposed to be like um, patterned after. Is that a word? Is that a phrase? Yeah. Sure. Wonder who it was. I don't know. I know that. Uh, Wonder if it was Doctor John. Uh, I know that uh, you know he and Bowie and Jagger. They used to just fuck. They'd fuck each other. They'd fuck around. You know. No, no, that's Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, you got your you got your bands mixed up, my friend. <laughs> What's was next? it, Doctor Teeth? Uh, well, I don't think it was Doctor Teeth. Doctor <laughs> Teeth did not give a good BJ. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Look, when you well, look, that's why his voice was so gruff. You can see that this is a, a, labeled explicit. He first appeared in the Muppet Show Sex and Violence. That's what it says? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I guess it was an episode of the Muppet Show titled Sex and Violence. They didn't give a shit back then. No, they didn't. Alice Cooper hosted, for God's sake. He was a special guest. He ripped a Muppet's head off. Look at, look at, uh,. Look at that picture. We're looking at Google right now. I'm looking at a picture of Jim Henson. He that's dressed. A, that's a bad picture of Henson. His eyes are all closed. Yeah, he's high. He's all. In, he's got the blue jeans and blue jean jacket. That never. That never looks good. Oh, a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Is that what they call it? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna wear a jean jacket, then your your jeans have to be a different, a, a really different shade than the jean jacket, right? Yeah. He is. He is inspired by Doctor John. Okay. Perfect. I'm yeah. smart. All right, what's our next, uh, what's next? Um, oh, it's one of yours. Oh, and who, oh, say, who's this? I like this lady. Uh, Janelle Monet. Yeah, let's hear what she's singing. What's she singing about? Power of... Yet. Power of yet. This has got to be pretty new. Well, uh, how does it go? <laughs> <sighs> These no look right. <laughs> oh, we'll never get this. Pause it a second. 
Did everyone on Sesame Street take a dumb pill? What's going on here? All right, let's hear. That wasn't worth the stop. Everyone had stroke. <laughs> you tried to sing, but you didn't know the whole song. You tried to cook, but the food it didn't taste right. You tried to dunk, but you didn't get enough hype. You didn't do it right now, but keep trying. You learn how. You just didn't get it yet, but you get it soon, I bet. That's the power of the yet. Yet, yet, yet. That's the power of the yet. Yet, 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 yet. That is what you get with the power of the yet. Come on. You tried to write, but you couldn't make the letter R. You tried to jump, but you didn't make it very far. You tried to drum, but you couldn't find a downbeat. You tried to dance, but you tripped on your own feet. Just breathe, don't lose control. Keep trying and you reach your goal. You just didn't get it yet, but you'll make it soon, I bet. It's the power of the yet. Yet, yet, yet. She's the real deal, man. She can act. She can sing. Mm-hmm. She's great. I like her a lot. Yeah. Good for her. What's next? What's Aaron got for us? Aaron Kahn is our co-host. Wait, hold on. Is the great Muppet Keeper where, like, is it Charles Grodin who's in that? Well, Grodin's great. Well, in one of them, like, someone, like, tries to, like, seduce Miss Piggy. Well, Grodin was always known back in the day as a chubby chaser. Yeah, falls in love with Miss Piggy yeah. and then commits a jewel heist. Man, what a horny dude. <laughs> He would bang anything on the set. All right. What are we we're hearing about the, uh, what? Muppets Take Muppets Manhattan? Take Manhattan. Oh, now, for, for the song, uh, for Together Again, we're going to start it around one minute and 30 seconds when you get there so that we can skip the whistling, which must be really annoying. Oh, it's probably so annoying. Maybe we'll hear a little bit of it. Muppets Take Manhattan, released in 1984. A good movie. Of the first three, it's probably my least favorite, but it is not bad at all. Though the thing working against it is that uh, it's a bit nitpicky, but uh, uh, the narrative is pretty confusing. The way it's presented, it it shows the Muppets as uh, aspiring actors who just got out of college. So if that's the case, then these guys all meet in college and decide to get together, and that's what's confusing about it. It's not a big deal because the it's a, it's still a really good movie, and uh, the songs in it are very very good. Uh, The songs for this movie were written by Jeff Moss, who is another songwriter for Sesame Street. Uh, The first song I picked here is Together Again, which is one of my all-time favorite songs from the Muppets. It's a catchy tune that sounds like something straight out of a Broadway musical, which is what they were going for, but it's so spot on. Oh, there's no whistling there. So what is it, 130? 1.30. Together again, together again. It's good to be together again. I just can't imagine that you've ever been gone. It's not starting over, it's just going on. Together again. Now we're here and there's no need remembering when. Cast no feeling feels like that feeling. Together again. I don't know that song at all. I remember that song. I don't. I actually like the, don't. So this this was the first one that was directed by Frank Oz. This movie. It's the one Aaron doesn't Man, like. Manhattan. Uh, yeah, he said it's okay. He said it's not bad. 
Uh, but I remember. I hear the narratives all over the place. Oh, it's a mess. Uh, no, but the one uh, I know what I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about Frank Oz movie he directed, Bowfinger. Oh my! Highly God. underrated. So film. underrated and so great. Eddie, maybe one of Eddie Murphy's best performances. Oh, hands down. And him and Steve Martin together. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't. Steve Martin is hilarious. It's in so it. funny. And who else is, is Heather Graham in that? I think so. Give me just click on Frank Oz and tell me his filmography as a director. Uh, give me one second. Vamp a little bit. Yeah. So Kyle, could you click on it? <laughs> I told you no, Frank Oz. No, hey. scroll up. <laughs> oh my God! Is this vamping? I don't know what vamping is. There he is. Okay. So. Filmography as director, only as director. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Uh, the Dark Crystal, which is a snooze. Okay. I've never been able to stay awake during that movie. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. All right. I hear the narrative's terrible. Little Shop of Horrors from 86. Uh, it's okay. Has some good scenes. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's, it's really good. I've never seen that. Uh, what about Bob? Oh, it's great. It was great. Uh, house Sitter. I did like House Sitter with uh, Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Good, good pairing. Uh, Indian in the Cupboard. Uh, that's a child's movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's something you see at Neverland. Uh, in and Out. Uh, who's in? Romantic comedy starring Kevin Kline, Tom Selleck, Joan Cusack, Matt Dillon, that, Daniel, Debbie Reynolds, Bob Newhart. That broke some ground for when Wilford it came out because it was about, I'm pretty sure it was about a gay romance. Oh. So that's why In and Out. And out of the closet, so I think yeah, in and out, you know, give <laughs> no. the old in and out. Then Bowfinger in ninety nine. Ninety nine was Bowfinger. Yeah, the score. What's the score? Oh, that's a serious movie. Obviously, he shouldn't do that. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, Stepford Wives, um, the remake. Yeah, probably not good. Right? Who's in that? <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Matthew Broderick. No, I'm gonna pass on that. Bette Midler, Christopher Walken. No. Faith Hill? No. What's next? Uh, Death at a Funeral, which I've never seen, but I've heard is amazing. Who's in that? Uh, it's British people and Peter Dinklage. All right. And what else? Is that the last thing? No. Uh, no, this is um behind the scenes thing right. of The Muppet. So the last time he directed a film was what year? 2007. All right. Well, he's, he got, he's got some winners on that list, so good mm-hmm. for him. Good for him. All right, what's the next song on our list? It is, uh, no, it's uh, a song from Aaron. Okay, let's hear it, Aaron. When The Muppets Take Manhattan came out, many critics cited this musical sequence as a highlight in the movie. In the movie, Miss Piggy wonders what it would have been like if she and Kermit had met when they were babies, which leads to baby versions of the Muppet characters in performing this 1950s rock and roll song. The praise for this musical sequence ultimately led to Jim Henson making the animated series Muppet Babies, which aired from 1984 to 1991. It's a spin-off, Kyle. Further throws everything off. They met as babies, then they met in college, then they met somewhere Doesn't else. Doesn't make any sense. No matter what life may bring, no matter what I may do, be sure of one special thing. I'm gonna always be loving you. Oh, I know this song. Our wedding song, we danced to this. 
the next song coming up that I want to play, and you really have to go and watch the video, and maybe it's just me, but when I watch this video on YouTube, I find that Paul Simon looks so annoyed with being on Sesame Street. He shoots this girl a look at one point, like he just is not- A, a real girl, not like It's a, a real girl, yeah, it's <laughs> a real, real, you'll see, hear her singing. He's not into it at all, but this is Paul Simon on Sesame Street singing Me and Julio. His guitar is mad. You can dance with me. You can dance with me. Dance, dance, dance. Dance, dance, dance. All right. Dance, dance, dance. All right. Everybody dance. You can dance. Rolled out of bed. She ran to the police station. When the papa found out, he began to shout. He started the That's her clapping all over the place. Okay. Art Garfunkel doesn't see that bad now, huh? Nope. nope. Call Artie up. He's good. Uh, let's hear a little. You like Fraggle Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. My kids like Fraggle Rock. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of it. It's fine. I don't really remember that many episodes. They're digging and building shit. Yeah, building shit. Let's hear about it. Aaron knows stuff. HBO in 1983, Fraggle Rock was another children's show that used the puppetry of Jim Henson. The show ran for five years and garnered a cult following over the years. Personally, I never really had the chance to watch the show. However, it is a part of the Muppets history, and I'm acknowledging it here by making a catchy theme song. Yeah, now they're fracking, right? Yes, they are actually, and it's, uh, that's what they're doing, right? They're, it's fracking rock. <laughs> that's a good joke. That should have got more, but I'm yeah. the only one here to laugh. Um, here's our second asshole of the night, uh, who made an appearance at Sesame Street. This is Mr. Billy Joel, and he's performing with Marley Matlin. Now she's—you won't hear her because mm-hmm. she's signing. Signing. American Sign Language. And as he goes, turn on the fucking lights. He's like, lie, speak up. (laughs) So let's hear what he's going to do. BJ. Okay. Oh, he's mad already. State your name, then beat it. I'm Billy Joel. Billy Joel what? (laughs) Cat got your last name there? (laughs) Look, I didn't come here to be made fun of. And this is Molly Matlin. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hey, this is Molly Matlin. We're at Rouch Groupies. We're at Rouch Groupies. 
You love grouches? Oh, yuck. And whenever I throw away a used piano, I give it to a grouch. And this time, you're it. Oh, yeah? Oh, a used piano, man. Wow. <laughs> Billy Joel is a horrible actor. Horrible. Remember, every time this, I use piano. Remember how great we said Michael Caine was with puppets? <laughs> uh, Billy Joel's the exact opposite. Billy Joel's as bad as puppets as Paul Simon is with kids. I didn't know his New York accent was that thick either. Hey, we're here to get, play with some Muppets. Hey, I'm on the same street. <laughs> uh, okay, let's keep it going because I'm into the acting. Huh. And Molly helped me push this here. Yeah? Well, while you're pushing, why don't you just both shove off? <laughs> but leave my piano. Don't you both fuck off? Uh, not yet. Hmm? Because with the piano comes a song. A love song. Oh, my God. A love song? Fuck you. <laughs> you hear the song, uh, and then you get the piano. Uh, I knew there had to be strings attached. This one's for you, Oscar. Who wrote this? Right from the heart. Right from the heart? Billy, oh, I'm gonna hate this. Billy Joel wrote the whole thing. Did he change the lyrics up? I hope so. Don't go changing. So far, no. <laughs> Just to please me. A little bit different. Cause being friendly's not your style. You've done it pretty well so far. Oh, compliments. This is getting pretty sticky. Mm -hmm. I took the bad times. I'll take the worst times. I'll take you just the way you are. Where I am, huh? Huh, I'll change that. All right. Oscar is a complete fucking dickhead. Uh, I, uh, he's always been my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> I, <laughs> What's that say about you? I know. I, I wish that, I wish he sang We Didn't Start the Fire. It's like, Marley Madeline signs the song, Oscar's grouchy all day long. Marley Madeline's in that video. Yeah. Now I you know. say it. Yeah, she, you said that at the beginning. And no, it says it here. No, she's in the We Didn't Start oh, the really? Fire video. Yeah, she's dressed up like a hippie chick. Oh. Hippie chick. Yeah. That's how they know each other. Hmm. All right. Well, I just thought she, she helped him throw out his pianos. <laughs> You know, all the pianos you get rid of? The pianos. That you just wheel around. Let's move on to... Uh, Give the grouches. Magic dance. In 1982 and 1986, Jim Henson made two theatrical fantasy movies, The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. While both movies bombed at the box office, the movies are still loved by Henson fans alike. For Labyrinth, Henson chose David Bowie to star as the main antagonist, Jareth. Along with appearing in the movie, Bowie performed some new songs. Of the songs in the movie, this is easily my favorite. This is a good song. He also tosses a baby around. It's a baby. Baby with the power. Power of voodoo. 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 Yeah, 
said. I like that. Yeah. It's a good song. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um I don't I don't mind that movie, but I don't I don't love it like everyone else does. Like he's good in it, but the rest of the story is kind of just like <laughs> Jennifer Conley's just a horrible babysitter. <laughs> and that's pretty that's the story. Yeah, like she just I think she like falls asleep while she's watching I think it's her baby brother and then David Bowie just comes and steals her baby brother and then she has to like go to this labyrinth and get him back. It's a little 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 flimsy of a premise. All right. Where are we at? Where, what's we next? just heard uh we just heard Magic Dance. Now we got Muppets Tonight, which is a talk show. Despite Jim Henson's death in nineteen ninety, the Henson family decided to keep the Muppets going with Jim's son Brian at the helm. Nineteen ninety six the Jim Henson Company tried to make a modern-day version of The Muppet Show called Muppets Tonight, styling it after Saturday Night Live and The Tonight Show. Uh, unlike The Muppet Show, this wasn't hosted by Kermit, for whatever reason, from memory. He really wasn't a part of the show. Instead, it was hosted by uh, Clifford, a humanoid Muppet, voiced Awful. by Kevin Clash, who voiced Elmo on Sesame Street. It only lasted for two seasons, but I still have good memories of watching it on the Disney Channel. I don't think I like this. Muppets tonight with our very special guest star, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah! But that's Kermit. If you're a human being, take a break from the race. So was he in it, but he didn't host it? Yeah. Okay. Got a lot to do, and we do it for you. Everybody take your place. Kind of a slap in the face, right? Did they did they do like a whole monologue and everything? Was it like set up like a late show? I've never seen it because I think I was a grown up. <laughs> uh, okay, I wonder if they were like because at the time I wonder if they were like so. How about that Iran Contra scandal? Huh? Like just <laughs> they I, make it like real like. <laughs> <laughs> I always get excited about a new Muppet thing, and then and then sometimes I, I never just... watched that Muppets on ABC. No, neither did I. I don't even think Aaron's talking about that tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know how that went. It seemed like they two- should have made it like The Office. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been great. Like they're just in the right, or like kind of like a Thirty Rock Office yeah. type thing, which maybe they well, maybe, maybe they, they did. did. <laughs> and it maybe that's good. exactly what it was, and it just wasn't good. All right, what do we got coming up next? What's next in the in the hopper? Um, this is the this is uh, Aaron's going to intro the goodbye song. On the Disney Channel in 1997, Baron the Big Blue House was a children's TV series from the Jim Henson Company. That's a good I have show. memories of watching this show with my younger sister, who was the age the show was targeted towards. Even though I was a little too old for the show, I still liked it just for the puppetry and the creativity. Every show would end with the character of Bear talking to his moon friend Luna. And Luna was voiced by the late Lynn Thigpen, who is perhaps best known for her role as the chief in Carmen Sandiego, another show from my childhood. Bear would tell Luna about the events earlier in the episode before they would go into this song. Now, the reason why I picked the goodbye song from uh, Bear in the Big Blue House is because uh, my mom really, really likes this song. And I asked her while picking songs for the show, I just said, do you think I should play this? And she said, oh yeah, go ahead and play it. 
we went to Disney World uh, two times, uh, once in 2001 and then 2007. And in both years, we went to the Playhouse Disney show. And even though my sister and I were way too old for Playhouse Disney by the second time we went to Disney World, we attended the show mostly because my mom wanted to hear the goodbye song. Been up here lighting up the sky. Um, Luna, do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always been. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I now, know. I love it. But what I'm worried about now is that Aaron's mom is going to listen to the show. Wow. Aaron. Sorry. That's, sorry. Bear always reminded me of uh, John Goodman. You know, he's a pretty good actor. <laughs> uh, I met Bear. There you see John Goodman. <laughs> Uh, no, but when I did, I tell you this, when I first moved out here and I would do extra work, they were doing a production of Streetcar Named Desire with Alec Baldwin, I think, Jessica Lang, And Bear from Bear. And Bear. And John Goodman. And Luna! I, and I saw Luna! It, and it was on a big sound stage where, and you know, we were like in period costumes. I was a mechanic, so I was like laying under a car. So if I was even in it, it was my legs. But I saw John Goodman do the grossest thing I've ever seen. You know I hate smoking. Mm-hmm. So it was lunchtime. He was eating a sandwich. Just eating cigarettes. Say. You're not going to believe it. When I tell you this, you're going to think that I'm making it up. But then if you think about it, you're like, how would you make that up? You couldn't make that up. He took a drag of his cigarette, took a bite of his sandwich, and then blew smoke out. <laughs> Fucking gross, right? Was this when he was uh, prepping for the babe? I don't know. He was sweaty all the time, just profusely sweating from the face and head Mm -hmm. area from smoking and from the smoking and the eating. So now you met Bear. I met Bear. Um, Pilar's sister. He was smoking as well. (laughs) Same thing. Pilar's sister uh, worked at the Henson Company, and one day she called and said. Hey, you know, some of the, uh, some of the employees and stuff, there's a thing there they can bring their kids to tomorrow. So I wanted to invite, uh, you and, uh, uh, Ezra mm-hmm. at the time, Sarah down, uh, and it's, and Pilar couldn't go. So I went and it was, uh, it was to meet bear in the big blue house. The guy was in total costume. It was the real guy. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Elmo and Elmo was just sitting in a chair, but it was. Kevin mm-hmm. Clash was doing like, the voice. Like Annabelle. <laughs> just sitting in chairs, yes. rocking. Yes. Uh, or Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and uh, Ezra loved Bear in the Big Blue House, but it, Bear was so big that it was a little bit like, okay, I'm sure I have pictures somewhere. I won't be able to dig them out before this drops. I'll, I'll try though, as I burp. I'll try. But it was really cool. It is cool. Because they'd say like, you would be in line and they'd say, what's your child's name? And you'd say, and then you'd get up there and they would talk to you, you know? Hi, Sarah, what are you doing? I'm Elmo. That's Bear. 
He eats like John Goodman. <laughs> Let me smoke and eat my sandwich. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, my heart will die. <laughs> um, okay, what's the next song we got? What do we got? What's it say? Uh, this is uh, something called. This is from the new movie. This is about the new movies. Okay, let's hear it. Now, following the death of Jim Henson, there were three other theatrical Muppet movies from 1982 to 1989. I haven't picked any music from them, but I'm going to talk about them and give my thoughts on them. Uh, the first of them was Muppet Christmas Carol, which is a good movie and a nice take on the Charles Dickens novel. Muppet Treasure Island, I remember seeing that in theaters, actually. And uh, that's also a very good movie, and I also remember uh, playing the PC game for it. Now, uh, I don't go back to these movies as much as the first three, but they're still very, very good. And the last of those three movies was Muppets from Space, which came out in 1999. I remember seeing that one in theaters and eventually owning it on VHS. I liked it when I was younger. Just this last year of 2018, I went to a DVD store and... Uh, while buying the first two Muppet movies, uh, I saw that there was a buy two, get one free deal. So I just, I picked out Muppets from Space because I thought, oh, I haven't seen it in so many years. After watching it for the first time in many, many years, I can safely say that this movie has not aged well. <laughs> Most fans regard it as the weakest of the Muppet movies. Uh, it, it tried to explain what Gonzo was. They tried to explain that he was a, an alien and the whole movie was about UFOs. And it it's just not... A good movie. There's a couple of laughs here and there, but uh, it, it's a movie that really hasn't aged all that well. And it's the only Muppet movie that isn't a musical. The movie's performance at the box office was not very good, and uh, it's probably what kept the Muppets off of the big screen until 2011. In 2011 and 2014, there were two new Muppet movies released, and these were the first Muppet movies released since Muppets from Space. In between those years, between Muppets from Space and the Muppets from 2011, there were a couple TV specials that were made, uh, mostly Christmas specials, and there was one where they did The Wizard of Oz. But uh, they came back to the big screen in 2011, and I really, really liked the 2011 movie. I also enjoyed the music, which was all written by uh, Britt McKenzie of Flight of the Concords fame. And of the songs in the movie, my favorite is this song here, A Man or Muppet, which was uh, the Oscar winner for Best Original Song of course. that year. It has and to be. it's a funny yet touching song from the movie, and it's sung by Jason Siegel's character and his Muppet brother, Walter. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know Am I a man Or am I a Muppet If I'm a Muppet Then I'm a very manly Muppet Am I a Muppet It's so great It is Or am I a man If I'm a man That makes me a Muppet of a man A Muppet of a man I look into these eyes That's Walter And I don't recognize The one I see inside It's time for me to decide Am I a man Or am I a Muppet Am I a Muppet Is that Jim Parsons singing? Yeah, it's good I'm a Muppet Well, I 
I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? I like it. So, so for those of you who have seen it, when when Jason Siegel looks in the mirror. He sees himself as a Muppet, and then when Walter, who's a Muppet, looks in the mirror, Jim Parsons is supposed to be his man counterpart. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. It is funny. Uh, I think we're down to our. La- are we down to our last uh, song? Yeah. All right. So our next song coming up, Kyle. We're we're almost near the end. This is from Muppets Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Not not great. No. Not even good. No, I didn't enjoy it at all. No, it's just it's not good. When it's on TV, I don't even. Terrible. Yeah. Gervais isn't good? No. Tina Fey's not good? Ty Burrell's horrible. <laughs> but this is, uh, this is Tina Fey singing in a Russian accent, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a song called Big House. Let's hear what Aaron, uh, Aaron has to say about the big house. My last song that I have picked here is from the latest Muppet movie from 2014, uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Served as the follow-up to the 2011 movie. Not as good as the previous movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie either. Like the previous movie, the music was written by Brett McKenzie. This song here, The Big House, sung by Tina Fey, is my favorite from the movie. A fun doo-wop-inspired song, and it was stuck in my head after leaving the theater. Hit it, boys. This is Russia's premier state-funded hotel. Is that Melania Trump? <laughs> We're very proud of our eclectic clientele. Excellence in service since 1932. Don't believe what you read in the online reviews. It's the big house, the perfect getaway. I do like this Welcome song, though. Into the big house, yeah, she's singing about the White House. It's no That's where she's trapped, I think. What the cook does That's good enough, right? Is criminal. <laughs> Pull up a seat, frog, grab your... All right. Josh that... Groban's in there somewhere on this. Really? He sings song. on it? Yeah. Maybe he sings the... Maybe. Josh Groban's an oh, no, actor. I, I think he, he's an actor. I think he's a guy in solitary confinement, and they open the... I don't think you see him, but they just open the thing, and he's just like an amazing singer. Oh, Okay. I there, get it. If I remember correctly. That's a good gag that kids will <laughs> kids will get. Oh, mom, is that Josh Groban? So uh what was I gonna is say? Is that the is that the guy who's Tony Danza's son? <laughs> Let's promote it. We got one more song, it'll be a mm-hmm. play out. It's probably the most uh iconic of all Muppet songs. Mm-hmm. It's sung by Kermit. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog. It's, again, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good, good Kermit. Not too bad. I can say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's promote Aaron. You did a great job. You mm-hmm. are at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N underscore con, C-O-N-N, mm-hmm. double A on the Aaron, double N on the con. Mm-hmm. And that's at Twitter. So follow Aaron. And uh, Aaron engages a lot on the Twitter and mm-hmm. the Facebook and et cetera. So uh, reach out, reach out and mm-hmm. get in touch. Yeah. Mr. Heron Khan. We are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson. Funny. Uh, go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about Rock Solid t-shirts, Patreon page, all that good stuff. And this is it. This was a fun episode. Um, why am I doing an um like that? I don't know, but I am. Um, oh, oh, you're meditating. And uh, let's hear it. This was written by Paul Williams. Mm-hmm. This has, uh, it was so cool when I first saw this because like 
Kermit was like, you saw his whole body, right? Isn't he in? Yeah. Do you see his whole body? Yeah. He's just sitting there. I got to be honest. I don't like seeing the Muppets from the waist down. Like, like in that was my that it's was one dis, of my it's disconcerting. That's one of my problems with Muppets Most Wanted is there's like a whole scene where they're like walking and it's real weird and I don't like I don't like seeing a Muppet walk. I just no. would rather see them just appear. It should just be like marionette or puppet puppetry. L- like back to real quick, no, no special effects. Real quick, but back to uh, that horrible. What was that puppet? Millis McCarthy movie that we were just talking about called um uh what was it called happy time murders ha- happy time like, come puppets i think it would be i think it would be so funny if she gets out of the car and her partner who's a muppet is like she's like are you coming like yeah i'll, I'll get there and then when she just walks in he's just behind he's a, like something yeah how'd you get in here so fast like and then and then he could just be like put clothes on it's a crime scene we need to get moving you know what i mean like that would, that would be, be a, a funny great gag, gag. That would be a good and that's gag. off the top of my head that's without you even thinking about yeah. it all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Kermit the Frog, he's going to sing a little bit of a thing called... The, oh, and we saw one We saw one today. A, a rain, rainbow, a yeah. rainbow. Yeah, all this L.A. rain. Yep, and every time we see a rainbow, I think of Ronnie James Dio. Rainbow Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. The dreamers and me.